The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and others that I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Sons of Liberty Media. Dot com. All right, so <laughs> check all this stuff beforehand and. Why it went off and did what it did, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> before I was interrupted, sonslibertymedia.com. Uh, I'm the editor there, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning, even with the interruption there. I apologize for that. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonslibertyradio.com or sonslibertymedia.com. You can watch the video portion of the show today, and we're going to be showing you some documents, um, some books and things of that nature uh, that... Lynn has got for us. Uh, she's going to be our guest today, co-hosting again. And um, so you can check that out. That's right. You can see the Faces Made for Radio right there on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down there. We're right on the right. We're also sending this out video-wise um, on my Twitter account at FPPTim. Right, that's attached to my Periscope account, which is Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Um, that's not, they haven't lifted our ban on that. So we're on setting brush fires on YouTube today. Uh, before it's news.com. That's where you can find us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern time, Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern time. And then Bradley's on at 3 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Saturday on before it's news.com. So if you don't find us on any of these things, which usually it's going to be YouTube, um, you can go right there. You can go to our Facebook page, any of that. And then finally on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, you can catch us there. Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. And you can call in anytime, 215-TALK-TALK, 215-867-8255. The number's at the bottom right of the screen for those of you who are viewing any of those platforms that I just mentioned. Now, today, uh, Lynn, we usually have Lynn on. On Wednesdays, uh, for Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and we talk about education. And uh, immediately after a show the other day, she calls me up. She says, "Hey, I got some stuff. It's just kind of amazing." And those of you who who've been following Bradley's show in the afternoon, you know he's really been on the trip of uh, Nazi Germany and drawing the parallels of what's going on there. Well, Lynn has come to that conclusion as well, and she come across it because of something she read. And so she said, hey, could we do a show on this, um, you know, before the regular Wednesday show? And I said, sure, we can do that because I'll tell you, after last night, the post I made about Donald Trump, I mean, this is news, folks. I'm not going to get on this, but I just simply said 
he's the guy who said he's never asked God for forgiveness and doesn't bring God into that picture. I just put up a meme and people lost their minds. And despite you have the video there in context, it wasn't a mainstream media video. It was, he was at a summit and they just asked the question. He skirted the question, did all this stuff. And people have such short memories to remember this is exact. And then they made excuses. Oh, well, political people don't have to. As long as you have a thinking like that, to where you can't get to a person's worldview and their moral foundation, and you say, well, that's off limits. We're electing them as this, that, and the other, not to be religious. And Look, you better know what they believe when you put them in office. This is part of our problem. It's part of the conservative problem is they'll just, they'll pass it if the guy holds up a Bible. They'll pass it up if he, you know, will reference God. Well, which God? Uh, they'll reference, despite the fact that he's got many gods and gold and everything else in his house, in his penthouse. So I was going to go off on that. <laughs> but we're going to have Lynn come on, and we're going to talk about this uh, correlation between Hitler's youth and the education, the quote-unquote education process today, which we, which I call indoctrination. It's not education in the public school system. It just isn't. Okay, it's indoctrination. And uh, we're going to talk about the correlation between the two and what's going on, bills that are here, and a specific book that uh, Lynn has come across. So with that said, I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty again, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Well, it's good to have you. I'm glad that you spent the time doing all that you've done. You've got a new um, uh, article we're going to be having up at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, but you've got it up at CommonCoreDiva.com. People can check it out right now. Uh, as we're going through things called Rosebuds in the Summer. And uh, you've got a lot of information here uh, about a couple of representatives and also this book that you came across, an old book. And I'm just going to turn it over to you because you've got a lot to say. And before, before you start on, just going to let people know, on the radio, we may go a little long. If you want to join us after the show ends... You can head over to Setting Brush Fires on uh, YouTube. Just go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Setting Brush Fires. You're there. You can pick up after the radio show, or you can join us on Facebook or any of the other things that I mentioned before. But I'm going to turn it over to Lynn. Go ahead, Lynn. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, what got all this started was, you know, the last article that I put out gave you several previews of some of the current congressional bills that are currently in D.C., and one of them is called H.R. 6415. It's 222 pages, and the title of it is the Inspire to Serve Act. Now, that doesn't sound quite so bad, but when you get into the 222 pages, you find that this sets up almost the Hitler Youth type pipeline, if you will, for education, and they're doing it through civics. Now, every once in a while, down through the years, as long as I've been researching education, Congress will, you know, they'll get the wild hair to go, oh, yes, we need better civics in America because, you know, as a nation, our our civic pride is in the toilet, you know, and we know that parents are the number one teachers of civics, but we're doing a poor job. So now we're going to have the national government come in or the federal government come in, and we're going to make sure that everybody has civics, and it's going to be effective, and it's going to have citizen servants, because we have to have more citizen servants. Well, if you look at this particular bill, Tim, the citizen servants are not only going to be in what is deemed the most critical um need uh, the most critical needs for America, it's going to mainly serve our military. 
because we have to have civilians trained in science, technology, engineering, and math so that they can come along and support our military. Well, as we have said countless times on this, on our, our regular shows, that STEM is a UN moniker for the Sustainable Development Goals, and this is one of the things that we keep going back to is that uh, – PCAST report from 2010 that President Obama had that uh, to this day President Trump still gets modern versions of it, and that was to have a STEM education for STEM people, for STEM jobs, for a STEM nation, for the greater global good. And this is one of the ways we're seeing this uh, pan out. Now, what makes this particular bill, this Inspired to Serve, so nebulous is that you've got Representative Panetta out of California who is the main sponsor. You have 10 other sponsors. This bill is in 13 different committees, Tim, and they're scattered throughout not only um, education, but your armed services, foreign affairs, homeland security. There's even a subcommittee for indigenous peoples of America that this is in. So this is meant to go, once again, wide scope across the nation. But why I bring up Panetta is because his dad, was the former Secretary of State. He's also been the former director of the CIA. Now, if you look at the correlation with the CIA to a particular group called the Beacon Global Group, which I'm not really sure what they do, but obviously they're global, they have been loosely tied to George Soros. Okay, So you've got the CIA, who's supposed to be a federal agency. You've got this nebulous uh, Beacon Global Group who are tied funded, you know, they're tied through funding. And then way over here out in the pop-pop hatch, if you will, you can find George Soros. So that ought to be telling somebody something right there, okay? Um, but Jimmy Panetta is also one of the co-sponsors uh, for the New Green Deal, so a lot of this progressiveness is woven into this bill in the name of education. Again, one more time, we're seeing education being used as a bully pulpit. Well, yeah, they're they're doing that in order to uh, to get into what people are having go on here, so that they can get in the minds of the kids, they can change the next generation. This is stuff we talked about before. Um, the people who are pointing out Solinsky. They're thinking in, in many cases they're let me see if I can put this in on on here without trying to I don't mean it as an insult to anybody by any means. But a lot of people who talk about Alinsky want to see somebody who's full grown in that. They'll point out an Obama or a Hillary Clinton or somebody like that. But they for, they're forgetful that what Alinsky talked about was cutting your head. Don't you know, don't be this radical the way everybody sees you. Cut your hair, put the suit on, you know, go in there and try to blend in in some way and promote your radicalism that way. We see this most keenly, I think, with somebody like Bill Ayers. Bill Ayers was a radical. He was a domestic terrorist. I don't know why the man wasn't executed and why he's living now. And, and uh, Bernadette Dorn, uh, Bernadine Dorn, whatever her name is, um, <clears throat> that's his girlfriend, wife, whatever's going on there. What the guy learned was, I can't change the culture with bombs and things that I was trying to do it with. I got to go in the education system. I got to go after the younger generation. Now he was going into the universities, but the stuff that we have coming out of Congress from some of these radicals who've done what Alinsky said <clears throat> is they're going after not only young people uh, in college, 
They're going after those in grade school. They're going after them in kindergarten. They're going after them as soon as they come out of their mama's womb. And they're e- even implementing it uh, among people our age. Uh, so yeah. I, you, you've pointed all this out over the course of many years, not just since you've been on this show. You've been pointing, right. you've been seeing this develop more and more. And so this is a, this is a really big deal. And again, for most people, education is this oh, yawn thing. It's not, you know, uh, Russiagate. It's not Obama. It's not that kind of thing. And the very thing that they're yawning at is the very thing that's going to end up destroying them if they don't get a handle on it. Right. Why don't you show folks the image where I've got where it says the sense of the greatest needs for applied civics? Because that the applied civics, how that plays into this particular bill, Tim, is that is the real time service that you would uh, be giving your nation. And so we have to put some fancy name on it so it won't sound like indentured servitude. Where, which one so is this? Is this the applied orange? Civics. Is this the I'm orange? Sorry? Is this the orange one? No, no, oh, no. I it's, see it. Um, I see it. In the email, it's the one yep. directly below it. I've got it. All right, it's up. Yeah. It says the sense of greatest needs for applied civics. Okay. Now, Congress's sense that the following are the most critical area needs for national service. All right. Improve education, especially for the economically disadvantaged. Expand health care. This is at a national level. Okay. Improve energy. Use and conservation, that's where your Green Deal comes in. You're going to update or improve your economy for the disadvantaged. Well, our economy is in the toilet thanks to this COVID mess. Better disaster preparation. And then reintegrate ex-offenders. All right, and then from the different pages, I tell you, piloting a program for career tech education for uh, civilian workers for the armed forces. Now, career tech education, as we have said, is adult common core that has been shoved back down into K through 12 education, not just in public schools, but it's even attracting homeschoolers because after all, not everybody's, you know, cut out for college. But this is going to team your trade schools and community colleges to make sure that there's a pathway program for these civilians to be bred or trained um, to serve the U.S. Department of Defense. And the U.S. Department of Defense is going to, you know, oversee all this kind of stuff. This is not education. This is not education at all. And why have the Department of Defense over this? Well, we can ask a lot of questions about that. Why is the Department of Defense working with uh, Bill Gates and, and DARPA on vaccines? I mean, what, what does this have to do with anything? Now they've got education. I, you know, what is the corollary between that? What's anybody's guess in that? Well, the United Nations knew when they were putting those sustainable development goals together, Tim, they knew that the best way to change America from the inside out was to use education as a change agent. And that is precisely why you have a bill that's named Inspire to Serve and has all this garbage laced through it. Now, let's go to the other one that says the Un-American Strings. Let's go to that one real quick. That's also um, in red. We got it up. Yeah, okay. All right, so this sets up a pay-as-you-go reward system for community, state, regional, and national service. And it's going to be in the form of cash or scholarships. Now, doesn't that sound lovely? And where have we seen pay for success before? What country have we seen those in? What systems have we seen that in? 
you know, we know that uh, it's it's something that uh, Congress loves to use. Senator Orrin Hatch was one of the ones who would stick it into almost everything that he possibly could. That's why you see it in the Every Student Succeeds Act, because it's setting people up, no matter what age they are, in school. If they're going to school, it's going to be, we got to have some, we got to dangle some sort of carrot out there so that we'll keep the, you know, we'll keep the, the dog running after it. So that's exactly what this is. All right, so this is going to be in the form of cash or uh, scholarships. Now, on some of these, Tim, you can even pass that down to your children once they turn 18. Isn't that lovely? Okay. Uh, you also have um, federal employees who are going to be writing this new curriculum for civics. Well, what if their historical expertise is not in the same vein of accurate history what if it's off somewhere what if it's you know misinformed we're going to now have this civics at a national level to help keep misinforming people we should be asking why are not teachers you know writing this particular curriculum if this goes through all right all of us at some point in our lives even our children are supposed to have in-service learning in their education by 2031 and it specifically names public, private, and home schools. Well, you've been warning the people that uh, one of the things that they should, those who thought they were out of that system, and probably they were for a little while, uh, at least in their minds, uh, the homeschool movement, that this is coming after them too. And no matter what, and I think we have to keep driving home this issue of school choice. It makes it sound like it's giving you, the parent, some kind of autonomy here when what the government has done is no matter what your choice is, it all ends the same. It's all the same indoctrination. You can, yeah, sure, you can say, oh, I'm going to move over here. I'm going to go to this school, this charter school. I'm going to go to this private school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to do these homeschools. But what, what they don't realize is it's targeting them everywhere they go. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. It doesn't, doesn't matter which entrance way you go into the maze. There's only one end that you come out. Would that be a, a fair statement to say? Oh, absolutely. Now, according to this particular bill, Tim, the definition for applied civics, are you ready for this? Education program applied to service learning methods for practical and experience-based opportunities. Are you kidding me? Now, Helene, is this HR... Does that sound like anything? That's so confusing. Is this HR 6415? Yeah. Okay. This is exactly what this is. This is their definition of applied civics. Let me read that again, because these are a lot of words that say a lot of nothing, all right? An education program applied to the service learning methods for practical and experience-based opportunities. You can find that on page four of this particular bill. Why not just say applied civics is my hands-on um, application of, you know, my understanding of, of uh, laws and how my government works, you know? Why not say what it is. Why do we have to put words like that? Anyway, well, what, here's on the, here's page the five, thing. you'll I, see that education service agencies um, that were that were also mandated in the Every Student Succeeds Act to do, you know, everything that leads to post-secondary readiness that's for um, backing up the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act standards, not academic standards. You're going to see that this also lumps in community and nonprofits or any 
consortium thereof of these education service agencies. So again, what if your nonprofit has an agenda? I mean, we've seen that. That was the rosebuds in summer you were talking about. That's from an anarchist group that I exposed uh, in 2019, and they're taking summer camps, and they are using them to have kids bred for social justice in anarchy's name. So what if you had an agenda like that? Or what if it's the, you know, after-school Satan clubs that we've talked about? This is really going to be something that we should say no to. All right, we know our military schools are going to be included in this. Our teachers are going to have to be retrained for this new civics, for whatever it is. And these federal employees who are going to be creating this new uh, curriculum for civics will be able to implement high-quality civics, applied civics, and service. And it's going to be funded by any eligible entity that can promote or expand civics. Are you kidding me? Any eligible entity? What are you going to do when it's corporate America? What are you going to do when it's the federal government? Because as we've seen throughout history, especially with the Hitler Youth, the government funded the schools. The government funded the the um, activities that the kids did and what they ate and what they wore. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. And this is going to, on page 15, $100 million per year for all this garbage. On page 16, I hope you're ready for this, a service learning fund, which is a corporation, will be established in the federal government, all right, with the objective that by 2031, all K-12 uh, students, now it doesn't say where they go to school, all K-12 students have in-class service learning, and at least 100 million students in 6th through 12th grade have summers of service, and at least 1 million of the 9th through 12th graders will have the same, and they can start earning service awards for 100-plus hours. If, they, if they're, they're in higher education on page 18, a semester of service, which is at least 150 hours, they can start getting discounts on scholarships. So what are we seeing happen? Well, you're, this, if you ask me, this is a continuation of what Obama wanted as an, ar- uh, uh, an, an army. The, the, all the conservatives were so upset. You know, I got so much from the conservatives. You want to be on the winning side, you need to go to Trump. You need to, and Trump is pushing the same stuff. Now, let me ask you something about this bill before I do it. Folks who are on the radio, you can't see what I'm showing. I'm showing you the text as Lynn's giving it. She's not making it up. It's right here in the text. And one of the things is, is that it is to, it is to draw the kids in to be status. That is what it is all about. It is a, to draw them into be status. Now, here's one of the question I have, Lynn. Where is this bill mm-hmm. right now? Is it in a committee? Is it back out on the on the the House floor for a vote? Is it is it going to the Senate? What's what's going on with it? Okay, right now. Now, this was introduced on March twenty seventh of this year. Okay, excuse me. It is in thirteen different committees right now. So right now, it's just kind of laying low. But as we know, with Congress, any time a bill is in committee, it could go to the floor in a moment's notice. So what I would suggest, if this bill really concerns people, is go to congress.gov, look up H.R. 6415, the Inspired to Serve Act, and click on a little button that says Get Notifications for this bill. 
because that will tell you the minute something happens, okay? Um, it is in the House's Ed and Labor Committee, the Armed Services, the Foreign Affairs, the Department of the Committee on Agriculture, Natural Resources, with the Subcommittee of the Indigenous Peoples. It's in the Ways and Means Committee, the Oversight and Reform Committee, the Veteran Affairs Committee, the Homeland Security Committee, the Intelligence uh, Committee, the House Administration, Judiciary, Energy, and Commerce. Those are all the places that bill is. Okay. All right. So I want people to keep that keep their eye on this. By the way, for those who can't see it, I'm bring. Uh, I brought it up. You know, during uh, when we were looking at the bill, this bill is 222 pages in a PDF form. I'm, I'm sure it's probably a little different when you look at it from the actual paper form. 222 pages in a PDF form. Our Constitution is like 26 pages, I think, uh, if you print it mm-hmm. out. And this is how they get us. They get us in all this stuff. This is obviously, I mean, this representative here, what's his name? Uh, who's Panetta. Panetta. J- representative Jimmy Panetta, California District 20. This is the guy who, who is who is sponsoring it. It's funny, he's not the guy authoring it, he's sponsoring it. This is coming outside of Jimmy Panetta. Somebody else has already wrote this, like they wrote the Patriot Act, like they wrote the U.S. Freedom Act, like they wrote all this other stuff. These people aren't smart enough to come up with all the stuff that they're writing here. This is corporations doing it. It's foundations that are doing it, that are promoting this stuff. It's not the representatives themselves, and it's not coming from the people. It's coming from the people who want to control the people and who want to take advantage of the people. Over and over and over again, they do this, and you know what? I've told friends there are things that we could do to stop this, like we did with, I don't know, oh, Soleimani, which we kind of covered up the whole thing of what's going on there. And I know people don't like that. You don't like to hear that. But the fact of the matter is you watch this administration change their story on Soleimani. Oh, he was doing this. Well, then once they're caught with that, they say, oh, he was really a bad guy. They change their story. This is the way it always happens. We could deal with some of this by dealing with some people who are domestic as well as foreign enemies. I would say they're terrorists. They're trying to change the the foundations of our government. We could deal with them that way if that's what we wanted to do. But we don't want to do that. Why? Because we have puppets in office like Representative um, Jimmy, what's his name here, Panetta, and others. Mm -hmm. And others who are in office, we could deal with it real quickly, but the fact of the matter is the corruption exists even in the White House. It's not going to change with that, despite what people think. Right. Why don't you pull up that orange image while I read what is on page 32, okay? All right, it's up. Uh, This bill will establish in the executive branch a council. The council will advise the president on expanding service for all Americans. It will come up with policies and initiatives from the executive branch that will foster a sense of service from all Americans. The president will appoint the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of the Interior, the Secretary of Commerce, the Secretary of Labor, the Secretary of the Health and Human Services, the Secretary of Education, the Secretary of Veteran Affairs, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Director of Office Management and Budget, the Director of the National Intelligence uh, Agency, the Director of the Office of Personnel Management, the Director of the Peace Corps, the CEO of the Corporation for National and Community Service, and anyone else that the President desires to serve at his pleasure 
and the duties of this council you can find on pages 34 through 40, and you'll find education right smack in the middle on page uh, 36. So I encourage people to go in and read that section because you're going to see the duties of this council are so uh, reminiscent of what we saw with the uh, people who were involved in the leadership of not only the uh, anarchy groups, but the Hitler youth as well. So, so let's let's make sure that we're doing that we're we're giving people a, a clear view here. We're not just talking right. about Hitler Youth and the in the nineteen forties. We're also talking mm-hmm. about what's going on right now. What's on the television screens? What's those people are are basically what a generation or two behind us that we see coming out in the BLM movement and the Antifa movement. And again, folks. I'm not so naive as to not think there aren't people who actually have valid protests. I think there are. But the fact of the matter is those people have been overrun by the provocateurs, the paid provocateurs, and people who are just lawless. They're just lawless by nature. I want to keep that separate. And the reason I want to do that is to remind people, look, peaceful protest against your government for redress of grievances is lawful. What is unlawful is looting uh, beating other people, destroying property, rioting, setting things on fire that isn't your property. All of that is lawless. Now, I know you guys know that second part, but it's easy with the mainstream media. What they start doing is they start calling these people protesters. They're not protesters who are doing these things. The protesters are the one demanding justice, and they're standing their ground for justice, but they're not getting it. But as soon as they move into these criminal acts, you know what? Policemen... Instead of going after the people who aren't doing anything, shutting them down, imposing unlawful curfews and martial law, why don't you go after the other guys? This is what Lynn's talking about. These people have already been raised up in this system, and it's about to get a lot worse uh, from what this bill is saying here. Yeah. On page 220 of um, this Inspire to Serve Act, um, the council, the civics, the applied civics, all of this is going to do one thing, and that is build a ready reserve of civilians to serve uh, with the military. And you can find that particular stuff that starts on page 219 and then read into 220. Now, when I saw the ready reserve, it went off in my head, wait a minute. That's what uh, so that's what the Hitler youth was. That's what Obama and I went said. And I Googled it. That's what I Obama went and I was wanting. It. I'm sorry? That's what Obama was wanting. Remember that when he brought that in? He wanted a red reserve thing. And the Constitution provides for that. We had Dr. Edwin Vieira on last week to Mm -hmm. talk about that. That is the militia. That is the constitutional, the lawful way you deal with that is through the militias. Ages seven, men, ages 17, able-bodied men, 17 to 45. That's what you do with it. Not this, not this Hitler youth type thing. Okay, but here's here's where this this bill kind of blows that out of the water because if you'll remember, it says K through twelve. Well, that's well below the age of seventeen, you know. It really is. But when I heard that, it was like, oh my gosh! So I went and googled it, and I found this book. It's titled Hitler's Last Victims, and it's written by Dr. Herbert R. V. O. G. T. I guess that's Voigt. He was indoctrinated. He grew up in in Germany, and I encourage folks, find that book and read it through because I read part of how he was growing up, 
and it was fascinating because, you know, here he was in Germany, and he saw Germany go from one thing to another, and he saw the slow poisoning of all the mines, and his was one of them that got poisoned, and it took him many years to unhinge all that stuff once he got free of Germany and came to America. But he has written a fascinating set of books. This one's called uh, Hitler's Last Victims. He also has another one that was, I believe it is, My Memories of Berlin or, or something. I don't know. It's in all the resources that I sent you. Point of it is he's telling you from a firsthand account what it was like to be in one of these programs and why it is so dangerous that we never see this happen again. So I'm reading from page 155 at the bottom, okay? In Germany, the Führer strengthened his grip on boys and girls following the get them young strategy by making membership in the Hitler Youth Compulsory in 1939. Now, I was not quite 10 years old when I joined. For those whose physical and mental abilities were higher, he set up Adolf Hitler schools known as LBA or Napola to train this elite group for service in obeying and fighting for the state. Every German boy who belonged to the Hitler Youth Organization, and that included 98% of all the German boys, was eligible to be in this program. He wanted a big elite, not a small one for this reason. The Fuhrer took good care of the German youth. All of the elements of population, certainly the youth, were benefiting the most and should therefore be the most loyal segment to their Fuhrer. We were well fed. We received special rations of food and clothing that were not available to the average citizen. We received healthy vacations at the expense of the state, and our training and schooling had been physically and mentally good. Adolf Hitler schools were a good idea, or so we were told. The LBA schools, which stood for Leader Training Academies, and Napola, which stood for National Political Academies, had given their students undeniably the highest curriculum of all academic institutions. So we were convinced that we were the LBA students that had a responsibility to respond. So now the Fuhrer was calling and counting on us to help Germany in its desperate time to fight and win the war. For some time now, the older boys of the Hitler Youth had already been engaged in wartime activities. Okay, so it goes on and it tells they were digging ditches and the civil defense could not be near as effective without these trained youth. So, and I don't know if you want to show his picture, but he was in the band before he went into service. And in that particular picture, he is not 10 years old. He is much younger than that. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't have his picture, but I was just following along there in the yeah. um, in the in the reading as you were doing it. Now you were setting that up because there was something that you found a little later on, a couple of pages later. Was it uh, 150? Yeah. And by the Hang way, on, I, I think Jennifer has chimed in to say that uh, V O G T is pronounced vote. Interesting. <laughs> that says that, that that's okay. there. Uh, but you you All said right, you, you found something on there. Yeah, I've got it here. Okay. All right. So sorry about that. That's All right. Okay. It says here, um, lessons in history were emphasized in the glory of Greek and German heroes. Now, where are you Discipline at, Lynn? Mil- where are you at, Okay, Lynn? I am on page 156. Okay. Sort of near the bottom. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Oh, goodness. Hang on. <laughs> okay. So let's see here. Um, 
Since I had been in Dalam, I noticed the change in education toward a more political science and war-oriented topics. Lesson in history emphasized the glory of Greek and German heroes. Discipline and military drill were on our agenda. We didn't get to ask questions. We only carried out orders. My generation was growing up in a Prussian military culture. In our world, the words reason and think did not exist. Hitler youth could only obey and fight. The school was slowly preparing us to be transformed from boyhood into full-swing warriors, and our theater of operation would be Berlin. All young men at the academy were hoping that we would see action before the war was over. Our class of 1929, which is based on whatever year you were born in, was now the oldest group, and our ages were between 14 and 15. The class before me, 1928, had already been inducted as firefighters. Uh, the average school day in Dalam was getting supplemented with lectures that were given by high-ranking members geared to solicit youth volunteers, uh, Hitler youth volunteers, for war duty. All right, it keeps on going. Um, and, you know, it, it just, oh, gosh, the more you read, the more it's just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see here. Skipping over to page 157. Let me see here. Uh, I'm trying to think where exactly it was that I saw something else that we would want. Okay. Um, well, I, I see something in, here. Can, can we get something? It, this is pretty sure. relevant, too. He says, today sure. was the 20th of April. It's Adolf Hitler's birthday. And in honor of the Fuhrer, remember, we just came out at a, a Trump with his birthday and everybody's sending in millions of dollars. Stuff. He, he says, uh, Adolf Hitler's birthday. And in honor of the Fuhrer, we were assembled in the school auditorium. The celebration was highlighted by several NS parties, party dignitaries, excuse me, who in their speeches praised the Fuhrer for saving Germany, reminding us of our obligation to obey him. At the end, everybody sang the national anthem, and we were dismissed to go back to our classroom. Shortly thereafter, the door opened, and in came the secretary of the party, whatever this guy's name is, uh, Martin yeah. Bormann. I can't even pronounce that. Goliter. I don't even know how you pronounce it. Immediately, we all jumped up and snapped into attention. He raised his run arm and screamed, Heil Hitler. And this was followed by another loud Heil Hitler from all of us. I mean, you talk about indoctrination. You talk about indoctrination. I mean, to have kids mm-hmm. pop up like that uh, and, and respond to statism like this, uh, it, it is absolutely amazing. Tim, one more thing, and then we'll go on to something else, all right? In order to get into the right spirit to fight, one must be without reservation completely convinced of a certain ideology and ready to die for it. uh, Hitler youth embraced national socialism as their purpose in life. Life was conceived. as a struggle in which man is trying to get a really worthy place in modern society by fitting himself physically, morally, intellectually, and have the necessary qualities for winning it. This is a first-hand account from someone who lived this, and in the opening pages of this particular book, he tells you why he waited so late in life to write this was because he wanted his grandchildren and future generations to not have to go through this because this was totally wicked and totally just not the way that, that life should be handled, and you shouldn't, you know, be indoctrinated like this, but... You know, H.R. 6415 is certainly going to set this up. 
Lynn, what is the thing that you had on page 158? You had some things to bring us from 158 because all this was to set up for that. What was that? Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, hang on, just let me get back there because right. I had zipped I had zipped back through something. <laughs> no, I think this was I think this was your big point that you you wanted to lead up to this, and I don't want you to miss oh, your big point okay, of what you're okay, leading up okay. to. Okay, I'm so sorry. That's okay. okay. All right, to achieve. All right, uh, let's see. The Fuhrer had a special interest to sponsor German boys and girls. We were the next leaders, and leadership enforced discipline and made use of authority, entering into the mind and ruling with undisputed sway. Therefore, Hitler Youth had chosen the name of the Fuhrer as its emblem. It was the symbol of unity, strength, and justice. We had taken an oath of loyalty. We must rush forward. The old regime was superseded, and we must take its place. The right to the succession was ours. Hitler was calling us to enter the war, and we would lead the country to victory. So as the air raids increased, the students at the LBA Dahlem were now fully incorporated in the Hitler Youth Civil Defense Program. My class of 1929 was divided into two groups. The first group would move out at night for one week, stay, stay still in the morning to be attached to a command post in Stalag. During that time, the second group remained at the academy as a ready reserve. Alternating on a weekly basis, each group would be active or standing by, and every other weekend, the reserve group was permitted to go home Friday night, see their family, and then be back on Monday morning. That was what I wanted to lead up to. Yeah, well, you know, this is this is kind of some of the issues that I have with people uh, who want to say, oh, we need to take Israel's repro- uh, re- Israel's approach to terrorism, which is basically a police state, um, and and we need to have everybody mandatory service for this, that, and the other to the state. And I go, well, well first off, we're not Israel. And second of all, we're not an occult nation. And And by the way, folks, if you are not aware of it, Israel is a Jewish occult. It is not... Moses and the prophets, as some of you might think it is. We're going to have Chuck Baldwin on, hopefully, Lord willing, on Thursday. We're going to pre-record the show on Thursday, uh, on Thursday for it and play it on Friday. Excuse me. We're going to try to do that. It is not. It is not an American ideal. It's not a Christian ideal. It's not a biblical ideal. And this is the same stuff that Lynn is reading to you, that that Israel does with its young people that Hitler was wanting to do with his kids, and that is to indoctrinate them as statists, even to the point of going against their own parents. And, um, you know, as a Christian nation, we, you know, God gives us the command to honor our parents. And this is, he went completely against that. This is why some of these people that make it so good do so well on Twitter, whether it was Obama, whether it's Donald Trump, whatever, the issue is you're going out to the, the that younger generation that hasn't been uh, taught by mom and dad, hasn't been given a Christian foundation, and they're coming in to undermine it and give those kids a purpose. Rather than the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God, it is to advance the agency of the state. And they're going to be rewarded with what? Hol- paid holidays by the state. That's one, one of the things you were, you were doing, high praise by the Fuhrer. All of this kind of stuff that strokes the egos, even of little children, they have them too. Uh, strokes their egos, and then makes them loyal to the state rather than loyal to God. Right. And um, in all the resources that I know you're going to be giving to the folks who are listening or watching, uh, there's a long list of things here that I wanted to try to tie in. We already have the um, Youth Build program. We already have AmeriCorps. We already have a Senior Corps. This would 
take those, the Peace Corps as well, these would take every one of these, Tim, and incorporate it into this civilian service kind of stuff for, for civics, if you will, okay? So it's going to take every one of those, and in the resources, I've given people articles and proof of how all these things are all, have already been overtaken by what I call the Common Core machine. So this has been a very slow, methodical progression, if you will. This is not just happening by circumstance. And on Wednesday's show, we're going to follow this with um, the tenets of the career tech education that are woven into this particular uh, applied civics, because one of the things that we previously said about this bill was it's going to set up a pilot program for credentialing uh, career tech education civilians, uh, especially for armed forces. So we're going to follow that up because Betsy DeVos has been uh, hard at work on that end of education. So we can tie today's show into Wednesday's show with that. Okay. All right. I, well, I'm looking forward to that. Now, we've got still some minutes here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes before yep. we have to end. If we Absolutely. have to go long, we're going to do that. I, I wanted to warn people because you said we may go long. Uh, but you've Yeah, gotta, we might. Okay. So here's what I'd like you to do. If you'll okay. play now the national... Corporation for um, Citizen Service. That is a federally funded entity, all right? Why our government is making federally funded corporations, I don't know, but this particular one has been around for a little bit. And they have a, it's a national, um, let's see here, it's the national, what is the name of them? Oh, phooey. Uh, the national, something another. Okay, Voices for National Service, all right? They have a video link. It's all about citizens who serve other citizens. Now, in the video that I hope you'll play, you'll see some of the biggest corporations of the Common Core machine are in this as well. And Teach for America, one of the worst teacher unions out there, is also a partner. So why don't you play that video for folks so they can see how glorious it is to be a civilian who serves. All right. Now, I have the links here, but I'm not seeing the videos uh, to play for okay, the people. Okay, it's on the email. Um, yeah, Tim, I've got... it's the very last image, and if you okay. hover over it, you'll see the, it's in a, it's in see a, the play button. Yeah, it's in a different thing here. All right, let me get this set oh, up, okay. and uh, we'll see if it'll play sure. for people. Okay, this runs okay. about two and a half minutes. So National Service is yeah. a vibrant public-private partnership, and the business community has been investing matching dollars in AmeriCorps and Senior Corps programs for decades. The Voices for National Service Business Council is working to highlight the vital role that this powerful partnership plays in unleashing citizens to tackle the pressing problems facing their communities. Bank of America, we're firmly committed to the power of service, and we know firsthand the positive impact it has on so many challenges facing our communities. Comprised of dedicated companies and private sector leaders, the Business Council works closely with Voices for National Service to build strong bipartisan support for national service programs, expand service opportunities for all Americans, and ensure a robust federal investment in the Corporation for National and Community Service. Voices for National Service is the respected voice. Uh, for the service community in Washington, D.C. and throughout the nation. So, you know, we're happy and proud to be a part of that voice and to lend ours to that as well. Founding members of the Business Council include Bank of America, Comcast NBC Universal, CSX Corporation, PepsiCo, Target, AT&T, and Timberland. 
Through their membership on the Business Council, these companies are helping to promote national service as a powerful engine for addressing pressing local and national challenges. So at Comcast, we take national service very seriously. We practice it, we advocate for it, and we invest in it. Back in 2015, when funding was at risk, our CEO charged us with making sure that we were on Capitol Hill, in offices, along with the other businesses that worked with AmeriCorps to make sure that members of Congress understand how much value the business community finds in national service. And we're committed to doing that same thing for Congress now and in the future. Voices for National Service is grateful to all of the Business Council members for their extraordinary commitment to national service and looks forward to working with these visionary companies to expand opportunities for Americans to serve their communities and their country. All right, and that's uh, the video we have there is, uh, runs about two, or two minutes and a half, and we'll have all of this information up when we archive the show later today. But i got to tell you, it's kind of interesting. Uh, why, mm-hmm. if this is so important to these corporations, why don't they just do it out of the goodness of their heart, pour the money into it to let people help their communities, instead of going to Congress? And, and you heard the language there, getting the federal yeah. government to invest. It's not investing. It's stealing money. It's not doing things that are lawful. We haven't authorized them to, to put money into any of this kind of stuff um, in the Constitution. They're acting lawlessly in doing it. These companies are acting as subversives to American law. But people, but I know what people do. They see what goes on here. They watch this little video and they go, well, who can argue with helping communities? Isn't that a good thing? Yes, it is. If it's charitable, done by the people. And here's the thing. Corporations, I know they've been deemed to be uh, voices or whatever it is by the Supreme Court. But the fact of the matter, a corporation itself is not a person. Just like government is not a person. They're not allowed to be charitable. Go look up equity law. They're not allowed to be charitable in things. Individuals are to be charitable. And this is why Jesus said that not only are you to love God, but you're to love your neighbor. And he gave an example with the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan didn't go, hey, innkeeper, I want you to take care of this guy at your expense. Hey, government, run down to, to the you know Israel and say, hey, this is one of your guys. You should be taking care of him. No, he took out of his own pocket, out of his own abilities that he had and he voluntarily gave it because he wanted to love this guy who in that day would have been considered a mortal enemy this is this is going completely against that and what i'm seeing even though it's put in a nice neat package it makes you feel warm and fuzzy about helping the communities this is how they deceive us oh absolutely now if you look at the guidelines for all these um um grantees who get money from this national community uh service organization that's part of our government, you're going to see there are three typical service locations and two of them have to deal with schools. One is at the, um, you know, younger age, one's at the higher education level. So, you know, that resource will be in there. But yeah, you look at the fine print. Then we need to think about this. Remember uh, Mark Tucker with his Dear Hillary letter talking about his vision for education? That's where we came up with the um, Goals to Work, I believe it was, 2000 where we had the workforce-based education surface once again. Well, he's been spending a lot of time since that particular letter undermining education, and I've written about it 
and I've got the links for that particular those particular articles up. But here's the thing. He loves Estonia's lifelong learning education plan and has implemented it in the state of Maryland. They're all over it. Now, if you look at that particular lifelong strategy, you know, forget the one million uh, 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 young people serving through summers and forget the other million of another age group serving through the summers. Estonia has it that if you're alive and you're breathing, no matter whether you're really able-bodied or you're not, you're going to be a productive member of society in one shape, form, or fashion. And if you're not, then you can't be taken care of because the government takes care of everything for you. Well, what did we hear from the first-person account from this Dr. Voigt? The government took care of them, gave them the best food, gave them vacations, gave them the best clothing, better than the average citizen. So here we're seeing this repeat, okay? It's it's absolutely insane to me. And then, of course, we've talked about this before, Tim, on one of our previous shows. I think it was one you titled Trump's March into Socialism. So, you know, you can go back and listen to that as well. But this is the thing. We're seeing it repeat and repeat and repeat. And it's like, at what point are we going to be so sick of seeing this repeat that we actually get up and stop it? Because if you'll, all right, if you'll go back in history and look at this kind of underlying agenda, it's not for your personal gain. It's not for my personal gain. It's for the common good. Yeah, and where do we hear that from? Well, we hear that from Karl Marx and communism. That's where this goes. And everything now. We hear from the UN as well. Yep, and everything. Well, they're Marxist. And anyway, they've never had yeah. an American as the uh, attorney general there. They've never had a liberty-loving person. They've always had socialists or communists as their leaders there. I documented that in a um, an article maybe a couple of years ago, listed all the people they've had as attorney general who leads the U.N. Every one of them are communists or socialists, every one of them. And so why are we surprised with that? I, I put up a thing the other day, Lynn, and we're running mm-hmm. up against the clock here, uh, and I'm going to have to play okay. this. I'm going to have to play this music manually because the thing just went and okay. did its own thing this, this morning. But one of the things is, is um, when I put that up uh, and I, I've put up other things, I've said, if you vote for a president, a representative, a senator, a governor, or whatever, who continues to support the, U, uh, the, the UN, you are supporting your own undermining. You are, if you don't have one of those people who are saying, we need to be out of the UN, we need to defund them, we need to cut the treaty, whatever we got tied with them, if they're not talking like that, you shouldn't elect them, period. They are seeking to undermine the foundations of the United States. Now, with that said, I got just a few minutes here, or just a few seconds here. I'm going to give it real quickly, and that is, um, well, here comes the music. <laughs> if you want to support Lynn Taylor, <laughs> do so, CommonCoreDiva.com, CommonCoreDiva.com. You can support her and help in that effort. Don't forget us at Sons of Liberty. If you want to join us on the other side of the end of the show here, do so, YouTube, Facebook, and the other outlets. Tomorrow, we'll see you. All right, and there goes the music again because my little program won't do what it's supposed to do. So uh, we're just making the best of it. All right, we're going to hold on just a little bit longer because Lynn has, I mean, when you guys see the archive, if you've looked at the archives on Sons of Liberty after Lynn gives stuff, she has quite an extensive bit of stuff 
But today is exceptionally that, Lynn. You, you've got like twice amount of information here. But I think that's good for pe- because we want to encourage people to do their own homework. We don't want to just say, hey, we're showing you some right. stuff. Believe us. Go look at it for yourself. See what's going on here. And uh, we want to encourage that. Yeah, and the reason why you got twice the amount is because I didn't write this as an article. This, to me, was so important, and um, maybe I should go back and write an article. I don't know, but to me, it was more important to let's have this conversation because sometimes articles uh, get lost in all the cyber waves, but if you have this conversation where you can get this kind of information out to people, it sometimes works faster, so that was kind of why I wanted to do it that way. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to say that um, we need to remember service sponsor organizations, this is on page 88 of this particular bill, they will be giving education awards for service and service sponsored organizations. So it could be any of those corporations that you mentioned in the uh, that were mentioned in the video. It could be someone um, in your local community that, you know, would have partnered in with this particular program. But let's remember, this is all supposed to be on the basis of civics. And somewhere in, the, somewhere in all this uh, plan that's been laid out in this particular bill, Tim, civics got thrown out, and now we're seeing put in place skill-based learning, service awards. We have to train our kids at younger ages to have some sort of public service skill. Whatever happened to the fact of, okay, I want to go walk down the street and pick up the litter because I don't like seeing litter. What happened to that? No, now it's going to be turned into, you know, I'm going to walk down the street and I'm going to pick up litter because I'm going to get a reward. Well, part of the issue that I see in this is the Pavlog's dog thing. And um, somehow my uh, my camera missed, so I'm, I'm sorry that I, I didn't get over to my screen. Part of this is the Pavlog's dog thing that you give a certain stimulus to get a certain reaction. And this is treating our children, folks, this is what it is. It's treating our children like they're animals to be groomed and trained rather than those who are taught and actually educated to think for themselves, to determine right from wrong, to follow the law. I mean, this is part of Deuteronomy 6, people. And the fact that the federal government is all in this, I'm just telling you, as a person who looks at the Constitution and it looks at the Scriptures, and I go, when I see somebody undermining the individual, the mom and the dad, the family, the church, which should be teaching this stuff too, by the way, they should be teaching you to teach your kids, and the civil government, the civil government is not, I mean, God doesn't give us these precepts, the individual, the family, the the uh, church, and then move to the government and just go completely different than what he taught in all those all those jurisdictions. He doesn't do that. But some people think God's a schizophrenic, and he just said, oh, well, in the civil government, you can just do things differently. I, I hear these people don't look for character, don't want to talk to them about morality for, for uh, representatives and government. They call them leaders. Folks in America, in the United States, we don't have leaders. We have representatives. They are equals to us, or that's what they're supposed to be. And we need to get off of this trip about thinking, oh, well, he's our leader. We've got to do this, that, and the other. No, they're not our leader. And that's the problem that people aren't picking up on. And I don't think, I think that's why they don't hold, they don't hold them accountable. They can fuss and fight and be keyboard warriors. But when it comes to actually getting them out of office, they won't, they won't mount 
when, when it comes to that, Lynn, they won't mount an op- – look at what happened in South Carolina. We had Michael LaPierre on uh-huh. against Lindsey Graham. Michael LaPierre, a godly man, okay, wants to seek to have advisors and things around him that know the Bible and the Constitution. And yet, here's Lindsey Graham called out by sodomite escorts saying that he was hired by them, a guy who has uh, worked with the the defense ministry out of Qatar, one of the largest, the largest funder of Islamic terrorism in the world, to build Air Force bases here in South Carolina, and yet Lindsey Graham wins by landslide. Now, how is that? The only thing I can say, is, I don't even think it's it's voter fraud. I think it's an issue that the people won't get out. They, they get so cynical, and I get it, folks. I get it. I'm very cynical about a lot of things. But they're so cynical, they, they think they go, or they're ignorant, and they vote for the name they know. They don't know the candidates. And it's what, I mean, it's like this lady that jumped on my Facebook last night. Do you want to be on the winning side? No, I want to be on the lawful side. If the winning side in either one of these two dog bowls that we get fed by the media and the two parties, if that's the winning side, I don't want any part of it. I want to be on the side of the law because the law and justice is what guards our liberty. If you're going to play that game, you're going to lose your liberty and you ain't going to be winning anything. Right. Absolutely. Well, let me read you something from the very opening page of this Inspired to Serve Act, okay? And the purpose of this bill, to build on America's spirit of service to nurture, promote, and expand a culture of service to secure the nation's future, address critical needs of the nation, and to strengthen the civic fabric of American society. Now, very quickly, I'm going to jump over here to page 11 of uh, Mr. Uh, excuse me, Dr. Voigt's book, and I'm going to read you something uh, about what he wrote in the opening pages of the, the book that we've been looking at today. All right? Not, all right, let's see. Every life has a story. Some are eventful. Others are not too important. And a few of us have been challenged to live through situations where life and death hang in the balance. Not always do we have the choice to live our lives in the way we want to. Time, place, and circumstances dictate our destinies. The environment we are born into is not voluntarily, but strictly by random. After we're born, we become a member of a certain culture or society that raises us, teaches us, and according to our upbringing, expects us to believe in a certain way. And after we're old enough and have developed a mind of our own, we may or may not approve of what surrounds us. If we have the freedom to adapt our behavior to our own conviction, we may change to a different style of life and create our own philosophy. However, if you were born into a system where the state is ruled by a dictator, you may not know anything else, and it becomes very difficult to differentiate between the good and bad. Even if you have arrived at the conclusion that you live in an evil empire, you still don't have the luxury to walk away from it. The regime owns you, and you must shut up and perform or else become a statistical number in a concentration camp. It is easy for an outsider to criticize the willingness of a misguided nation to follow their leader, and we'll never know how the individual reacts in his own mind doing his du- to doing his duty. But I want to believe that the majority of people, if they have the freedom of choice, would immediately turn around, live a life of peace and harmony. So contrast that with what this stupid bill says its purpose is. And if you look at the uh, policy area that this bill is under, Tim, it's under 
um, labor and employment. It's not about education and civics. It's not about American spirit. It's labor and employment. So again, the economy is coming before the people. Well, of course, it's because of the things like what we just showed, uh, and that was that video there. It's because the corporations are behind it. It's about money. It's yeah. the same thing that's happening here when you have brought on all of this issue about data mining. When we see, look, folks, the, the reason that, that Google wants to track you or that other you know, browsers or anything like this wants to track you is not so that, that you know, they can um, – track you down, hunt you. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it in order to put advertising in front. Same thing happens with Facebook. Same thing that happened with Twitter and stuff like that. I get it. I, I get the thing. And even me, I don't mind advertising. Fine. You want to advertise your product? Fine. But the fact of the matter is all this stuff then begins to be, get used by the federal government. Google was funded with millions of dollars by the CIA through InQtel. And that was, their, that was the CIA's front group, InQtel. By the way, that's kind of interesting, don't you think, people, that Q is right in the middle of that? Uh, those of you who are buying into the Q PSYOP stuff, um, that's an issue there. Facebook was uh, given millions of dollars by the guy who was the, the head of InQtel that, that the CIA put in. When he left there, he put like $12 million into Facebook. So when we're looking at all these kinds of things, these are the this is the same stuff and they started these companies a lot of them were big tech companies uh like google and others some of them you may, may never have even heard of but they've been giving your money to there unconstitutionally lawlessly they've been stealing it from you to give to these people and they're working it against you this is why i say you can't tell me lynn that big tech companies aren't behind writing this legislation you just can't tell oh, me Oh, I know. Uh, of course they are. And this is why you have, you know, you were asking about, you know, how did Lindsey Graham get back in office? Look at the money trail behind his campaign. And, of course, the, the people who spin the ads, like you've said, you know, today, it's all nice and neat in the package that's warm and fuzzy. And, oh, yes, you know, he's been a career politician. Well, there's your problem right there. No, I agree. I totally agree. Do you got anything else for us? Uh, out of this? No, that is it. We will carry this conversation on on Wednesday through okay. the career tech education aspect of this particular bill and what Betsy DeVos is doing to help further that. Okay. All right. Now, you do have a new article out. We're going to have it at sonsoflibertymedia.com later on today, but I'm just going to do a little, a little promotion for you, and that is Rosebuds mm -hmm. in the Summer. Uh, guys, you can catch this at commoncorediva.com. This is uh, Lynn's latest. I think you just put it up this morning uh, or maybe last night. I'm not sure. No, the, rose, no, the Rosebuds was from 2019. That was, okay, that I'm was sorry. an old one. Yeah, okay. my newest said... one was one that featured HR six four one five, along with some other bills that are on um, Congress's mind right now. So that was my latest one, and let me give you the title of that one. Um, if you'll give me just a second, Where well, is yeah, I can one? pull it up here. Oh, resetting a... American Education. That was right. my latest one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and we've got that up at sonslibertymedia.com. She's got yeah. it on Common Core Diva here. And uh, Lynn, before we go, tell people really quick yeah. where they can find out more about you, where they can follow you on uh, different social media platforms. Okay. Uh, CommonCoreDiva.com is my blog. There is a donate button if you feel so led. If you 
cannot financially support, that is fine. Prayerful support is wonderful. I'm on Twitter at Common Core Diva. You can find me on MeWeUSA.life, LocalCitizen.org. Um, uh, yeah, Local Activist. Yes, it. LocalActivist.org. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook under Common Core Diva or U.S. Parent Call to Action. And Lynn has become a TV star, is what I understand too. And so she's on. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I'm supposed to promote that on the breaking <laughs> breaking news journal on Roku TV. I do have a channel there, and you can subscribe to uh, that. That's Clean TV. And, uh, yeah, you can see all our interviews. Um, We've not been able to go live yet, but uh, that's hopefully sometime soon. All right, right, great. I'm I'm glad to see that expanding for you because people do need to be uh, aware of what's going on in this. They do need to speak out. Folks, I understand the cynicalism, but even ungodly men uh, will tremble if the numbers come against them. And they will correct themselves if the numbers come against them. The issue is, where are the numbers coming against them? There, There is still time to do the right thing, to make some, some changes here uh, in, in the system that we're in. It's an ungodly system. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and we've allowed it. it. It's our fault. And it's our parents' fault. And we're going to leave it to our kids if we don't deal with it and deal with it very quickly. And that is the message of the Sons of Liberty. It's not a gloom and doom. Because I don't believe for a minute that uh, Jesus is not king over even this issue that's going on that we've been talking about this morning. He has given us all, uh, he's been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and he commands us to go and disciple the nations. And part of that is to point out their errors, to point out their, their sin, and to call them to repent. And that means do what is right, change their mind about what they're doing wrong, and then do what is right. And part of that is to recognize the jurisdiction of education lies solely with mom and dad. It doesn't lie with the state. And all of this stuff that's tied to trying to control people is a usurpation of government Good government is a usurpation of that in order to impose tyranny. And if you don't get that, if you don't get that, then the message I have for you is a simple, you need to repent too. God commands you. He doesn't ask you to do it like a grandfather. He commands it. The Bible says he commands all men everywhere to repent. And so that means a change of mind first, which results in a change of action. And the only way you're going to have that change of mind is if God raises you to newness of life uh, through the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the fact that he gave himself for sinners that he might save them unto good works. And so part of those good works is to stand against evil, to promote that which is good, and that's what we should be doing. All right, guys, we went over a little bit long. Thank you, Lynn, for staying with me a little bit longer and for the information. It was it was very enlightening. Guys, we'll have this up a little bit later this morning, sonsoflibertymedia.com, the archive, all the information. It's a bunch of it. For those of you who want to follow up, you want to read this book Lynn's talking about, you want to see the videos, you want to look at all the information here and get it out to your friends. That'll be available at sonsoflibertymedia.com later on this morning. Tomorrow, Czech Republic. We're, we're going to be going live to the Czech Republic and uh, to Carl Schwartz on nanotechnology, how that's going to fit into all this stuff. You don't want to miss that. We'll talk to you in about 23 hours. See ya.